Welcome to the Art of the Dive. We're still in the preseason. We've got a couple weeks to go until the game kicks off. But tonight, I've got Jake, Nick, Jim. We're covering defenders and goalkeepers. We're going to talk some models. We're going to talk big at the back. We're going to talk big at the front when it comes to Jake. Uh, And we're going to really get into the pod tonight. It should be fun. Uh, We've got a, a bunch of questions that people have wrote in. And I'm looking forward to getting into a little bit of data tonight uh, and talking about some fun things. Um, let's kick it off. Jake, how are you, buddy? Uh, doing well. Okay, Nick, ready to go? hi uh, Okay, uh, Jim? Eww. All right, good. All right, everybody's in the zone. Um, tonight's pod, like I said at the top, is going to be uh, defenders and goalkeepers. We'll talk a little bit about team structure. We'll talk a little bit about um, kind of like points per game per million we'll talk a little bit about what the models are starting to say with these different players and i think this is a big topic for us this year uh this whole idea of big at the back um it was a big thing at the start of last season as well and then it kind of fell apart and then came back and i I don't know does anybody have any comments about kind of that trend last season and, and the way that kicked off I do think the last, actually the last two years, we've had this conversation that teams should be loaded up in the back. Um, Jake, any thoughts on that? Um, man, if I'm remembering right, I feel like last year the big at the back just started slow, and then I took all those players out, and then by the end of the year, I regretted it. So. Story of your life, regretting things later. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Regretting rash, most of your decisions. You know, rash transfers, you know, moving quickly, you know, Ronaldo, all those things. Yeah. Nick, did you start with big at the back last year or no? Um, I don't honestly remember. I had Trent for the entirety of the season, though. So he's one of those guys who makes it kind of easy in terms of team selection. You just want to, you know, set and forget. As long as he's not injured, if he's playing, he's he's banging points. So that's kind of my theory with that one. I don't know if I would say I went completely big at the back, but I think in, in terms of points and prices, defenders tend to um, do pretty well in terms of points per million. So they're uh, a, a good play. And if you can keep them long term, that worked out for me last season at least. Yeah. Jim, how about you? Did you last year go with a big at the back model? Did you stick with a lot of, of kind of heavy hitting defenders or what was your thought? Uh, I think defenders are super valuable. The appeal is that there's so many cheap ones that can do well. Um, and that makes it difficult. Like if you're getting your values worth, but I think if you can find some, some nailed options and reduce the number of players, you have to transfer, right? If you keep like six nil guys, that's only, you know, every five weeks you can transfer in a new player. So you don't have to plan as far out. You talked a little, yeah, you talked a little bit about that on the last pod too, that you wanted like, you kind of wanted to just go with guys like uh, Trent, Rabo, Cancelo, I don't know exactly, but you, you wanted to go with those big yep. guys and not worry about them, like lock them in, be done with it and focus on transfers through the midfield and forward lines, right? Exactly. Uh, forwards and even, you know, midfielders, they're a lot, it's like scoring is streakier for them, whereas defenders, they're either getting like attacking returns or clean sheets. It's like more consistently just average points where attackers come in first so being able to rotate them is going to be pretty important yeah love it i will say um so just uh this got me thinking a little bit 
I think the defenders, you want to look for that 4.0 option that's going to get some points early on in the season. So some of the examples are Duffy and Livermento of last year. Those guys were crucial, I think, at the beginning of the season for some players and, and getting points. So while we're saying, like, you know, go big at the back or, or look at those high price options, also look for those diamonds in the rough, those 4.0 options who will play and potentially get clean sheets or goal scoring. I think Livermento was probably the, the highlight, right? Was he 4.0 last season? Two years ago. Or was he 4.5? Yes. Okay. Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Uh, thanks for that cliche of diamond in the rough, Nick. We really needed that. Appreciate it. That's that's what I do. That's one of the pillars that I bring to this pod is, is cliches. cliches and trite yeah. sayings and things that are basically meaningless. Right, exactly. Um, all right, well, we're going to get into it a little bit here. Um, FPL version wrote in, that I think, before we get into the... the kind of some of the mo- what the models are saying, which Nick is going to kind of cover for us, and then a little bit about points per million. Um, FPL Virgin writes in, to have a successful FPL YouTube channel these days, do you need to pose like a gimp, uh, take a big close-up photo of your face, and stick it on the title card of every video you upload? That's funny. A lot of people are doing YouTube now. That's kind of the new thing. Jake, there was some talk that you were going to break off uh, and do your own YouTube channel. Um, how is that coming? Uh, I haven't heard about that, so I guess I should have been informed first, hopefully. Lies, you fucking bitch. Okay? (laughs) I know that you're breaking off and you're trying to start your own YouTube. Don't lie to me. I mean, uh, hard to say. Hard to say. Yeah. All right. Worthless. Um, It is a Friday night. Does everybody uh, have a a drink? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Quick drink shout out. I've got kind of a gross cut water mango margarita but it's a 12 and a half percenter so that's what i went with you that's good <clears throat> it's uh, a shout out to- topa chico oh, hard nice. seltzer respect respect gnt respect gnt all day i gotta get in shape for the alumni yeah. coming up you know we got big game yeah, big game it's a low it. calorie beverage you know it's a health food <laughs> yeah basically um all right so i think wait what are we done with the youtube stuff yeah, do you want to do YouTube? I was just like, uh, that's like all of YouTube. Have you ever watched any YouTube video ever? It's just like the template for every channel is a close-up of someone's face making a hilarious like smile or surprise face with right. big block letters like, Jake had sex with a horse this week at work. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then the video doesn't actually show Jake banging a horse, right? Isn't that yeah. how it always works? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's just all clickbait. So, yeah, I think Jake is probably primed to create his own YouTube channel I mean, if he I'd hasn't already. Yeah. I would click that Nick immediately. Yeah. Yeah, right. Nobody not. Jake, would you? No. Can you do some faces for us on the video chat here? It's like, what would your uh, thumbnail be? Like, make a goofy face and we'll screenshot it and then we'll make some YouTube uh, thumbnails for you. Wait, are you doing YouTube right now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know. That's what's funny. Jake's like, shit, we're on YouTube. I didn't even know. <laughs> but I need a good face. Come on, do a good face. So we have uh, something Jake, that people, that, like that the sub- folks want to click on. Yeah, now, open mouth. Terrible. Open your mouth more. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. All right. We're done with this. We're moving on. Um, <laughs> Let's start with, um, le- uh, you know, let's start with, with models. Uh, so FPL Review uh, was something that we started kind of using a lot last year. Nick was the pioneer, I think, for that on, on our squad um, and, and did a lot of research and based a lot of your decisions, right, Nick, off of the 
off the models and what they said. Have you had a chance to look at them a little bit and start making some decisions based off of those models in terms of your defensive and maybe your goalkeeper setup as well? Yes. So the FPL Review just released their preliminary model. And this is a tool that I use basically all season. I think I used it to base like 90% of my decision making on and it it worked out well like I beat Marco for the first time in in my FPL career so something went well for me did, did you I think the models did you beat were, Marco or did the model beat Marco I guess so. That's a good question. 90%. Yeah, 10 10 10% of me beat Marco. Okay. And that's all I need. That's all I need. As long as it was at least 1% me, could have been 99% computers. Doesn't matter. Good. Good. <laughs> We all have access to these tools, so you know. That's true. Mark. Yeah. So, what are the models so. saying, like in terms of the right picks right now? Uh, well, I I feel like there's a little bit of um, like a bias in the models right now. Um, so Neto is one of those players that that has bubbled to the top. There's a couple other players that are a little bit questionable. So I think moving forward here they're going to be updating the models they also have a a pay per use kind of model which has additional data or something that they build into it um so i'm not really aware of all the components of the model but essentially they have a few players that i'm 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 not so sure about um, in terms of budget options but at this point um it kind of solidifies for me looking at having sala taa in my team um i think Cancelo is one of those other players, James as well. And then I think um, it has Perisic really highly rated as well. And I know that Perisic has been going around in a lot of people's templates right now based on kind of how he plays and how Conte deploys him. So uh, that's that's one of those picks that I'm not sure if the, the model is overly biased well, so, uh, in that way. Like, let's, let's think about it like going into a season, you have to make a model to predict the season. It's like if you just looked at last season data, then Perisic is nothing, right? So the only thing we can use for Perisic is people's opinion. So if the yeah. public opinion is overweighting Perisic, the model is going to reflect that. Yeah, and I think that's something to be aware of. Um, you know, with FPL review, I would love if they had a little bit more documentation on the the methods that they use for their projected points. And maybe I'm just like ignorant and haven't really looked into it f- enough. But um, another player that kind of comes to the top in terms of the model projections is Johnny from Wolves. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just not convinced that uh, that that's a a viable option. Um, but if you if you like run the optimization model and choose for the next five game weeks, Johnny is going to be in your team according to what they are, are projecting. So, um, you know, with these models, they're a good tool. You have to also make your own decisions and you have to play your own game. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You know? Oh, here we go. There's the end of the day thing. Uh, speaking of, um, you know, Perisic and, <clears throat> and Spurs, and did you guys see, just this is a total side note, did you guys see um, there were all these pictures and a little bit of video of like, the Spurs training session uh, where Conte had them run like all these lengths of the field that had to run a bunch and a bunch of the players were like keeled over laying on the ground afterwards. Did you guys see these pictures? Yeah. I saw the pictures. Yeah. Okay. So I, for, for my, you know, like people may, uh, some people know this, some people don't. For my job, I coach soccer. That's my job. Football, as they say in England. Uh, and there were, it was crazy because this showed, I, I have another Twitter account where I follow, you know, all these other coaches and talk. And it was insane. There were all these coaches that were like, 
this is exactly what you don't do in soccer. You don't do this to your players, workloads, sports science. And uh, it was really funny because finally, like, it was going around like crazy, like flying through the coaching community. And finally, some of these people were not afraid to speak up and were like, like, Conte is one of the best coaches in the world. And Spurs has a, a very well outfitted sports science team. Like, I'm pretty sure they know what they're doing in terms of workload and stress on the players. And it was just really funny. There were all these like, you know, low level coaches that were like, this is what's wrong with soccer. Uh, it was so crazy to me. Um, That's anyways. really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, yeah, guess what? Like, players need to run because that is the game, you fucking idiots. Um, well, especially so, like coming off the off season too. I mean, it would be right. one thing if you had your players in that kind of situation and training session <laughs> mid season, but like, uh, yeah, that's that's like one of those situations where people can jump on it. Like, yeah, I have a different opinion than someone who's incredibly talented and accomplished. Look right. at me. These guys are ridiculous. Um, now, interestingly, Spurs uh, with the Perisic question, Spurs did sign. Um, is it Spence? That's the other player that they've just recently signed. Um, he's a right back. Perisic normally plays at left back. But you've got Doherty. You've got Sesson Young still in the picture. There's a lot of players there. So that's kind of an interesting one because I think he's a, a player that a lot of people are talking about um, in the FPL community. Does anybody else have any thoughts on that? Or does anybody have him in their team right now? I kind of wanted Doherty. But, man, with five subs this year, he's going to rotate his yeah. wing backs. Every yep. game, yeah. 45 minutes in. It's what he did with Perisic two years ago to enter. He played less yep. than 60 minutes in less than 50% of games. Um, so, like, not like I, I get the appeal, but no, there's going to be too much rotation. Can't do it. Yeah. Wilson had asked it um, in the pod. She, she said, with Perisic out with a calf, shin, heel injury, he kind of has like a lower leg injury right now. Um, she, she had asked who's good at that price range if you didn't want to go with him. So, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I, I don't know that he's necessarily someone I'm considering uh, for the exact reason that you just said, Jim. I think I also I also think it depends on who the rest of your defenders are because if you have all wing backs and yeah, it seems like with back. the prices, well, it just seems with the prices this year that the, the bench is limited. I, I just can't I can't build a good team with a lot of bench options, and so. If you have like Andreas from Fulham coming off at 4.5, do you really want a lot of wingbacks that might get rotated and then Andreas is playing like, you know, for you or your second spot is and it's like a 4.5 forward that doesn't even play? It just seems really risky to me. But I guess if you built a team somehow to do that, it's not a bad pick. But it makes me really ner nervous if you got like Perisic, uh, you know, James, Chilwell, that's three guys that could get rotated really heavily. Yeah. I think this does kind of segue well into, you know, kind of like where you find the value in your team. And I've got a couple things I want to talk about today uh, in regards to this idea of big at the back. Um, there's so like one of the metrics that you could use is points per game per million. So the idea being like each time a player is involved in the match um, versus uh, how many points they get uh, versus what they cost uh, as a player. Um, and so the idea here is it's kind of like a metric of value trying to figure out exactly what a player is worth for your squad uh, based off of the appearances that they make and the cost and the points returned. So 
I pulled up, um, and most of this is for from Fantasy Football Scout, for the record, because I should probably cite my data. But um, you know, looking at players that played roughly over two thousand minutes, uh, fourteen of the twenty-two players from last year, which I know we're basing it off last year's data, but fourteen of the twenty-two players, uh, the top twenty-two players, were defenders. Um, so I do think there's something to be said, right, for the value at the back. Um, you know, my tip actually was first, uh, which is Jake's favorite thing. Um, he loves my tip. Um, anywhere that he can get it, I mean, I think is probably fair, right, Jake? Yeah, yeah, I have him in my team right now. I love my tip. Yeah, you would take my tip. <laughs> Do you put him in the yeah. back? No, I don't actually have him in my team. Yeah. But would you, if you had him in your team, would you, would it be a back? Would he be a back from the back player? Yeah, he'd be from the back. Because that's where yeah. he plays. Yeah. Is right. he in the back, like on the side, or is he in the back in the middle? Uh, no, I put him back in the middle. Some people prefer him on the side. Yeah. Do you ever allow him to get forward, or? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's you're the you manager, Jake. Yeah. You're the manager, yeah, man. You, you just you make the calls. Yeah, you want returns, you know, from you know, so you want him to get forward. Yeah, you want Matip to get forward. Yeah. 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 Who doesn't? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, no. The tip should be creative, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about sex, right? What? And penises, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That wasn't what I was talking about. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, my tip was first, Cancelo second, Robertson third. Uh, interestingly enough, then you have Ramsdale, Laporte, Gaita, uh, Bowen, Rhea. So, in that top 10... You have three goalkeepers, a midfielder, and four defenders. And then the next uh, five are all defenders. Uh, TAA, Dyer, Gabriel, Alonzo, Van Dyke, uh, Dubravka, and Allison as goalkeepers. Dennis, the only forward on the list. Uh, and then Anderson, Diaz, Cody, uh, Davies, and Rudiger. Um, Jose Sa rounds out that top 22 as a goalkeeper. So uh, 14 defenders. Um, five goalkeepers, one forward and one midfielder in terms when we start to look at that value. Now, I, I know that you're not necessarily captaining these players, and so this doesn't take into account the captain effect. But I don't know. Have you guys thought much about how you distribute value throughout your team and where you find that value? For me, when I've been looking at it, I keep – I've done a couple drafts now. I've probably done like – three times where I've started from scratch just to kind of see how it falls. Every time I end up with a bunch of defenders because of this exact reason, trying to kind of fit the value. But I do, for the record, see what Jake is saying. It's it's hard from a team structure perspective. Anybody have any comments on it? Oh, so many comments. So many comments. First off, I, I have a big problem with his points, you know, per million, per 90, um, because... It, it should be more about replacement level value, right? Like a 4.5 defender can get you 100 points, whereas like a 6.0 mid can't. So you have to put more money into your midfielder and you get like 60 points if you get them up to like an, like an 8 or something like that. So um, I think it, it, I don't like it the points for value per 90 because um, you need to spread your funds to like the, the replacement level players essentially it's a comparison of like what you can get with the, that money does that kind of make sense i'm explaining it very poorly. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's, yeah no it's, it's opportunity cost you're talking it's, about vorp no it's yeah that's what you're talking cost, about opportunity right? cost. it's opportunity yeah, cost level. yeah vorp exactly <laughs> so yeah. if we're talking economics and opportunity costs it's like 
you have a player and there's a baseline of their price, how much more can you get for that player at that value or a higher value? You gotta you gotta consider what Jim's talking about. And I'm kind yeah. of intoxicated, so I don't know if I explained anything. <laughs> I mean, well, I think I think the point is kind of like let's try to put it in FPL terms. So if you're looking at a uh, a six or seven million defender, which you might say to yourself, that's great value because uh, he gets more points than a midfielder. But if that means that you have to have a 4.5 midfielder to make it work, uh, who's only going to get 60 points on the season, whereas that extra, I don't know, little bit could could allow you to upgrade that 4.5 midfielder to a 6.0 or a 6.5 midfielder that gets a bunch more points. Now you you have to look at it holistically. It's not just like, it's not isolated, right? Is that what you're trying to say, Jim? You're not just looking at how many points per million this player gets. You need to look at it. Well, because I'm getting these this many points per million, I'm losing out on points per million from another player or something like that. Exactly. So last year, I tried to find like a baseline. So I, I tried to find the player who had 80 points at the lowest cost for each position. And for defender, it was like 4.5. For midfielder, it was around 6. And then for forward, it was like 8. So it's like you have to spend eight on a forward just to get the same that a four point five defender gets. So then it might be worth. And how did that? Yeah, how did that work for you? Because you had a pretty solid season. Yeah, fantastic. My worst season I've ever had. (laughs) So I think that just proves that analytics are the worst. Uh, Touch grass. Doesn't that just mean like you should spend your funds not on a forward, or like you should definitely have some players who aren't going to play who don't use up all of your budget like at that forward position for example you want to have what what's the lowest price forward you can get 4.5 or 5 yeah yeah so like you you need that in your team because you can maximize points in other positions based on how much they cost um Agreed. that i uh, at least that's like my interpretation of what you're saying jim i feel like yeah for you know there are some throwaway players i don't my question for the season in general with that that thinking is like are we going to have uh more or less flexibility in terms of our lineups given what we know about what happened last year also the world cup and like the the five subs per game situation like do you need to have that flexibility in your lineup so that you have at least one or two bench players who will come in and can at least play and get some points like i don't want to I don't want to roster a bunch of guys who are going to score zero if it, you know, if they're like the the bottom of the barrel kind of budget players. Um, so th- th- my question is like, what's what's what should my what should be my team structure, and how much should I invest in my bench players? It's yeah, a that's, huge. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. I don't, well, what are you saying, I, Jake? Just, Tell us that. Well, that. Tell us, Jake. That's what I was saying. I didn't talk anything about points per mil or any of that. I think Perisic is a great player if he's like your fifth defender, but then you're going to really suffer somewhere else. But like if Perisic is like, you know, your your fourth or third defender, I mean, third defender, I think that's ludicrous. Like, because it's, it's going to be really Luda. dangerous if he gets substituted Luda. and you're having to bring in like 4.5 guys. I mean, Luda. unless you're doing... Unless you're doing some pairing with Arsenal, which I think isn't a terrible move. But the question is, like like Nick said, or and Jim, are you putting that money into the forward line, which isn't really helping you? Or are you bumping it up to get another, like, 
Neto or Rashford into a, like a Foden or Mount player. And that's where I think like this year's pricing is really interesting is that I don't really see any midfielders really under eight that I'm like super thrilled with. And I feel like that's a fault of mine every year. Um, Like last year, looking back on it, I was like, why don't I just get James Ward Prowse at six and hold him the whole year? Yeah. But do you guys feel, I know this is a defender goalkeeper pod, but like, do you really feel safe picking any like midfielder less than like six and a half this year? No, the no. only guy, no, the only player that the only player you just said him, the only player that's guaranteed minutes every single game is James Ward Prowse. That's the only yeah. like the other guys in that position could be heavily rotated, and like you said earlier, Jake, for the record, Luda, um, Luda. you did uh, Luda. Uh, if you have five very highly priced defenders. Um, you're likely to have one or even two midfielders in that price range that are going to be sub, I don't know, seven, right? Sub seven, somewhere in there. Uh, and you're going to deal with rotation. The other thing is if you have halfway decent players sub seven, you're going to have basically like non-playing for a non-playing forward or two. But it does go back a little bit to what Nick said. This it, It's a weird season because with the World Cup, we get after game week 17 we get a free wild card you. again so it's unlimited transfer so some people and and i know you're right jake it's it's technically a defender goalkeeper pod but the problem is of course everything kind of lines up with one another right like how this affects very much the midfield or the forward line um some people are now talking about you get this free wild card like early in the season now you use it three to five game weeks in and then you know in game week 17 you get another one for free and then you get another one later in the year it's it's another stupid fucking year is what it is it's dumb like everything has changed completely with the strategy of the game on one hand it's kind of i guess fun because it's different but on the other hand it's it's very open so root for chaos i I thought that last year and then i was like this game's dumb i don't want to play anymore and so that's what chaos did to me that's because nick Maybe beat us the with game. computers dick <laughs> <laughs> um all right so we have a bunch of questions um garf is saying with pricing so favorable what is your goalkeeper strategy premium versus rotation tg wrote in big at the back is not fun i beg to differ and will make us miss out on some exciting mids and low price bargains um, Neil writes in, probably going with four at the back and Nico Williams um, because of the the conflict with this idea of five premium defenders not allowing for flexibility. Um, Wilson writes in about Nico Williams. Should we have him? I think, should we just talk a little quickly about our teams and how we've decided to structure them thus far? I know it's super early. I know that there's three more weeks. There's going to be transfers. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be a lot of stuff. But should we just talk briefly about the way we've structure our teams at this moment yeah all right jim you get to start then yes um i think let's focus for now jim on your back line and your goalkeeper setup just because that's kind of what we're focusing on with the pod so why don't you let's just do like a quick let's do this quick fire of the players you have and then why you've decided to go that way from a goalkeeper and a back line perspective ready set go boom so i looked at like the points per game and like Rhea is what third third among goalkeepers or fourth Gaita is like right behind him 
Um, the both great 4.5 options. I was like, this is this is clearly who I'm going with. Uh, it's, you know, like I'm not spending a lot of money. I'm getting a lot of points. Super easy. The end. Looked at FPL review, and then it's like top goalkeepers: Allison, Ederson, Ramsdale, Mendy, Lloris. Like what? That came out of nowhere for me. Like Mendy was like ninth in points per game. Um, yeah. So I don't. That kind of threw me for a loop. Uh, at, and then going into the back line, I just have your standard Trent. Um, I went Laporte instead of Cancelo because I think their attacking returns are pretty similar, even if Trent can kind of get back up to his, his XA instead of underperforming by like four. Um, and then I got uh, Doherty. I got Gabriel instead of Tierney. It sounds like Arsenal might sign Zinchenko, so I don't, I don't want to go with Tierney and plus his injury history. Um, I think that's five. Did I say good? Good. Oh, and James. James is the other one. There we go. All right. So, so, so you have you do you do have? Did you have five kind of premium defenders? I missed that a little bit. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Uh, Trent, James, Doherty, Gabriel, and I'm kind of up in the end. Last one, maybe Chilwell. So, so, but not like necessarily like fully premium. Gabriel's a little lower. Mm-hmm. Doherty's a little lower. So it's not like a full premium back line at the moment. Yeah, and I probably I don't know, man. I don't know what to do with that Doherty spot. I don't like it. I hate it. I hate it that he's in my team, but it is what it is. Okay. All right, Nick, you're up next. What do you got? All right, so preliminary defenders. I have Matty Cash, Doherty, Trent, Cancelo, and James. And my thinking is is very similar to Jim's. Like, uh, this, I'm not set on this lineup, and especially with Doherty, Doherty, and, like, the other players that they're bringing in, the congestion, all that kind of stuff is making me kind of shy away from Doherty. And then uh, I like Matty Cash as a player, so like he passes my eye test, but I don't think he's projected that many points. I think maybe like 14 over the first five game weeks, which isn't that much by comparison. I think he's probably maybe in the top 20, but um, that's not set in stone. And then, um, you know, with James versus Chilwell, I was looking at some of the statistics. I kind of like Chilwell a little bit better than James if he can stay healthy. Yeah, same here. But um, I'm, I'm just... Uh, this is not set in stone. Um, you know, goalkeepers Raya, or Raya and Gazaniga as my backup. Um, I tend to just like set a lineup, let it sit, kind of watch the preseason, how it plays out, who's getting some playing time, who's performing, and then I'll make my decision closer to the season. So, like at this point, I think maybe Trent is probably the one player I'll have in my team, and then uh, uh, Chilwell potentially. I'm just going to stop the pod now because Jim just texted us all that, quote, that's not my back line. I just made players up. Oh, come on. Why Why, why do we even have you on the fucking podcast? Thought, like, what's the point? I thought one of the pillars <laughs> no, what's the fucking was point? to ruin other Honestly. people's teams. What are we doing here? And then I, lo- I, love, that you're like, I love that you're like, ah, I'm just going to text the boys yeah, real quick. You, you fucking suck, man. Oh, come on. You're so ridiculous. That's not come even on. my team. You guys yeah, suck. Yeah. All right, Jake. Fuck you, Jim. You're come up, on. Jake. What do you got? Um, all right, so as of right now, I have Rhea. I, I can't find a reason to have a higher goalkeeper just with the premium cost and the, the fact that a lot of the midfielders, like we talked about, I feel like they need to be a little bit higher priced. Um, and then in the back line, I have Trent, Cancelo, Chilwell. 
the Chilwell versus James argument, they're basically Chilwell beats James out in every statistical category, except for, I think, XA and, and assists. So to me, it's like I'd rather have goals. Um, and then I've seen, I've seen some arguments about, like, can Diaz and Laporte cover Cancelo? I just don't like the argument because Cancelo played 36 games for Pep, and he's, like, the only, like... I feel like he's like the only nailed option for that team besides yeah. Ederson, which is weird. Like, and he only scored one goal last year. Yes, he had a ton of assists, but I just Laporte has an injury history. Diaz got injured last year. I don't think it's wrong to go that route, but what are you going to do with that extra mill? Here's a question for you, Jacob. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Robertson, 6.4 points per match. Kinsella, 5.6 points per match. Same price. Yeah, and and so, but the question is, what are you doing with that other Liverpool spot? And again, it's like this is a de- yeah. defense podcast. That's where I'm really struggling. Because right now I have Diaz and Salah because their fixtures are so good. But... I could see an argument going with like Rabo and Trent, but that's still just as expensive. So like to me, it's not it's not a Cancelo versus Rabo argument right now. It's can I find a little bit of extra money in my back line and move players down that are going to be just as good as Cancelo and Trent? I just don't think that's the case. Like those two guys just seem to be nailed. And then my last two are Perisic and uh, Tamiyasu from Arsenal because those two teams rotate so like home and away fixtures but even then it's like i feel like i'm going to be starting those guys most of my game weeks both um so that's kind of where i'm at right now okay um i have the heaviest back line then of everybody i've spent the most money of all you guys um joel james well we don't even know what jim's team fucking is because he lied (laughs) about his team so yeah i currently have joel james double chelsea uh robertson taa uh, double double pool, and then uh, Cancelo. So I have all the my yeah. So my my thing was this: if I'm gonna bring uh, backs in, uh, two, my two rules this year are only players that attack. So don't bring in center backs, and um, and only players from good teams. That's kind of my rule. That's what I'm trying to make it trying to make it work. Uh, I know that. Don't get me wrong. People will yell at me and they'll be like, "Well, there's talisman players from other squads that are worth having." I totally get that. But in the back line, um, when I'm looking right now at squads, uh, that's where I'm seeing the most value. I want to try to get as many City, Chelsea, and Liverpool players as I can in my team. And currently, that's the best way I can structure it. Uh, to get them in. I did have Mendy in my team for a long time, um, but he's so close in terms of points to players like Sanchez and Rea. And I looked at his uh, some of his stats, so kind of alarming, actually. Um, so his post-shot expected goals per shot on target ranks in the 14th percentile. Oof, Oof that's worse than Is, Ramsdale. I mean, that's like... Isn't that crazy? That's so like, bad. It's How does that wild. correlate to FPL points, though? Well, he's at 100. So I guess the idea was this. Like, Chelsea is a, a relatively decent defensive team. Yeah, they're a relatively decent pr- defensive team. Not anymore. But, um, 
Well, here's the thing with Chelsea. I will say this. I think so. They've already signed one center back. There, I know there's a lot of rumors right now, but the the talk is Jose Sa is a, a decent, but well, not Sa, not Jose Sa. Um, Sar, excuse me, is a Jose decent. Jose Mourinho. Thank you. Uh, Sar is is a decent player for them in the back line. Aspilicueta will probably play as well. He's Silva not, as well. They just no, Aspi's going to Barca. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, they just signed yeah, another center back. What are they going to pay back. him with napkins? So yeah. They, they're like, they're going, that's like the next thing. He's gone, man. He has 35 napkins. Uh, they have, I'm, they're in, on, there's like rumors that they're going to sign three more, two to three more center backs this year. They're going to continue to play with a three back. Yeah. I really do believe that. Tuchel wants to, and I think they're still going to be pretty strong defensively. I think he's a great defensive coach and just in terms of the way that he lines his team up and uh, the principles that they use. So I do see this argument for James and Chilwell as a great double, but yeah, Mendy, I don't know, man. Like, he's so low in almost all of the rankings. What's crazy, and this is what's wild to me. So his post-shot XG uh, per shot on target is super low, but his clean sh- sheet percentage, right, compared to, like, other goalkeepers, ranks in the 95th percentile. So what that means is that he's on that an elite points. team. Right, right. So that's fair, Nick. He's he's on an elite team surrounded by elite defenders. But like, if you just look straight up from a points perspective, he's no. Di- I mean, he's he had like ten more points than Sanchez, right? Uh, a half million more, which isn't a ton, but I don't necessarily see it. I currently in my lineup have a half million um, still open. Um, but and again, defender goalkeeper pod. I do have Mount in my team right now. I think this could be a great year for Mason Mount, so I'm I'm holding on to him. So um, I don't know. That's kind of my thought at the moment. Um, but it sounds like I have the most money invested in my back line, right? Compared to the four of us, is that right? Yeah. For now, the, yeah. The nice thing about the all wingbacks, obviously, definitely the returns. But I feel like again. What happens if they rotate James and Chilwell? Are you like not worried about that right now because they don't so have So what do you mean by rotate? rotate? Like they don't play in the whole match. Is that what you mean? Uh, like what like I don't know. I guess it's early season, but like do you think they're nailed for the first 5 game weeks like hands down or All right. Well, this know? is worth talking about, I guess. I my two cents is this. If you look at like um, I think I was I was looking at the stats recently. The total number of subs used per game on average in the Premier League, it's like sub two, right? So they've had three subs per game, and they're using less than two subs per game uh, for, per team, right? Per team. Um, and I think what you see a lot when you look at subbing trends in the league is that a lot of managers make a sub around the 60th minute. A lot of managers want to save a sub for late in the game to try to kill some time. And then they always have a sub in their back pocket in case there's an injury, right, throughout that entire process. Now with five subs, I think these types of, like, I do think the wingbacks will be rotated. I think players like James, Chilwell, Robertson, Alexander, Arnold, I think they will be rotated. But I think they'll play every game. That's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to get rotated like at 65, 70 minutes. Um, and not to get all sports sciencey on you, but like if you look at the total stress accumulation on the body for players, once they hit that like 60 to 70 minute mark, they start going over that. That's where you actually accumulate most of the stress on the body. And so I think a lot of those players are going to be pulled at that point. I mean, you think, for example, like Robertson and Samikas, right? 
He's an incredible, Samikas is a great left back, but he's not as good as Robertson. So Robertson plays every game. He starts every game. Samikas comes on uh, in the 60, 70th minute. Of course, that sucks for us, like as FPL managers, but I don't know. Like, don't you think Robertson, James, Chowell, TAA, Cancelo can do a lot of damage in 60 or 70 minutes and the, the occasional 90? That's kind of the way I'm yeah. looking at it. Yeah. Like, I think they're going to play most games. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I just worry, like, and this is the nice thing about going heavy in the back is if those guys do get injured, you have other options to go down. It's always easier to go down than to go up. So, and go. I think, yeah, Jake's been going down for years. <laughs> yeah. I know. In the yeah. back, primarily. <laughs> right away. And there's not anything wrong with that. I mean, everybody goes down in different ways. Keep shaming here. Yeah. No. Just don't get Giardia. What? Wait. Huh? What? What? Uh, what have you been going down on? Uh, this is not, not, nothing. No, okay, nope, Jamie. Nothing. Okay, Jamie. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, okay, so um, that's my rant for the day. Um, we have a handful of questions. I think we should probably get into them because I want to keep the pod like under fifty minutes here. So um, we should probably kind of get into those questions. Um, I will sh- do a lightning quick round. Shot. Go. Oh yeah, yeah. We will. We'll lightning round it. I- I'm going to do a quick shot for the Patreon. Um, you know, we've got a, <laughs> excuse me, COVID's still wearing on me. Um, we've got a wonderful uh, Discord group uh, that that participates together and kind of shares ideas. Um, we've got the great Discord team as well. Um, a lot of things that you can be a part of if you go- join the Patreon. And really, just to be honest, it makes Jake and I rich. And that's what we're all about is being rich. That's why we started this podcast in the first place is for wealth. Correct, Jake? Correct. Yeah. Um, that's why Jake does so many like OnlyFans um, kind of like showings for all of our Patreon members. And, mm-hmm. you know, like most of you would look at Jake, you'd think, I don't want him. I don't want to be his OnlyFan. I don't. I really don't. Uh, but that's where you're confused, right? Because you do. Because um, in some, he does some weird shit. Yeah. He that does guy's, some weird that shit. guy's got some right. feet on him. Oof. You. Oh, yeah. You. Yeah. Feet would be. <laughs> yeah, feet would be like that'd be the bare minimum, right? Of what Jake does. So, uh, yeah, get involved, join the Patreon. Uh, you can DM us, email us, or um, patreon.com, the art of the die. All right, so we're going to lightning round it. I'm going to fire questions to each of you. Uh, we've got maybe like roughly 10 questions here to kind of go through. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, FPL Virgin writes in Does going big at the back make it too difficult to free up funds and to jump on an emerging player? Uh, I'm going to start with Jake on that. Jake, thoughts? Um, yes, it will make it very tricky. I think that's going to be a problem this year. So hopefully no one emerges. Hopefully everyone just sucks. So I'd, I'd counter that, Jake. Couldn't you just argue, couldn't you argue that like two transfers will get you out of, especially if you've loaded up big at the back? Like you could Didn't, take a player just hypothetically. You just said like five minutes ago that it was easy to go up to down rather than going down well, to up here here's the here's my argument with that big at the back is where are you going with the rest of your players you're gonna have sala probably maybe son but probably sala and then you most most of us are gonna have an 11 and a half forward here with kane or holland i'm guessing Hard to so say. jake it's a freaking defender and goalkeeper pod keep on track oh my yeah, god Okay, but are you lightning, saying these emerging lightning, players are Go. Yeah, lightning down. Jake's done. No, nope, shut up, Jake. You're done. Jake, you're done. You're done talking. 
It's lightning rod. Nick, does Thomas Strakosha make Rhea a no-go? Yeah, I forgot about that. I don't know who's going to be the Rhea starter. Is. And that's something... Is he? For sure? Yeah. Lock it in. All right. I would monitor that situation if you have Ray on your team and don't just trust Jim. Um, but that's something we'll have to monitor moving Ray's, forward. That's Ray's it. supposed to be the first first team. Going Jim, here. lightning round. Fuck. <laughs> all right. Thomas Bracken writes in, why should we not all be on a James and Chelsea double up? Both fit and looking like Chelsea will stick with a back three with all the center backs they are targeting. Jim. Pictures is the only reason. Otherwise, lock it in. They have great fixtures. That doesn't make any so sense. So lock it in. If there's good fixtures, lock it in. <laughs> uh, Garf writes in, I don't think Chelsea are a defensive, quote, thing right now. Their fixtures are blinding to the casuals, like Jake. Are you in agreement that we can hold off on them? Uh, Jake, would you like to comment on that since you're a casual? Yeah, the, okay, they have probably one of the best run of fixtures up until, oh. like, the wild card time. They, o- they don't even play City. They don't play... Arsenal, I mean, like, what do you want? I don't know. Everton away, Spurs home, Leeds away, uh, Leicester home. Uh, The first four fixtures aren't, like, spectacular. Okay, so are you... Are, are these people who are asking this question going to go with double, like, Man City, double Liverpool, and then not have attackers from those teams? That's that's the question, right? Like Chelsea I thought attacks, this was a lightning round. Chelsea attacks <laughs> from the, the wings. So, like, I don't, I don't want a lot of Chelsea attackers. Like, maybe Mountain, that's it. But that's it. So, like, I would prefer to have their wingbacks over, you know, other players where, like, I would prefer to have Salah and Diaz on my team. That's just me. All right, Jake, you're done talking now. Uh, two point... <laughs> Uh, oh yeah. Uh, writes in. Uh, that was my first 2.0 of the season, so I wanted to really get yeah, into it hard. Banger. That was uh, good. I like that. Is yeah. uh, is men? I yeah. Felt something. Well, Jake's actually off screen right now. I don't know what he's doing. We're uh, taking oh. screenshots currently. YouTube. Yeah, he's YouTube. Okay. For his YouTube. Uh, Nick, your next up we is uh, is Mendy a trap? I think any goalkeeper that is over like 4.5 is a trap. So yes. Interesting. Uh, even with Allison or, or Ederson, I just don't think you should ever spend money on a goalkeeper because the 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 amount of points that goalkeepers score at the end of the season, if you don't move them, is so narrow between the top ones and like the mediocre ones that it's it's better to spend money elsewhere. That's it. That's Perfect. all I got. Lightning Jim, on. boom. Uh, Wilson writes in with Perisic out with a calf, shin, and heel injury. That's a lot of injuries. Who is good at the 5 to 5.5 price? Trippier, Hickey, Dinge. Uh, you have like every one of those players in your team. So what are your thoughts? That's true. And about 27 more. Um, I think fixtures at the beginning of the season are very important because there's going to be 7 million people making transfers after the first day, which is when prices change the most. So the first fixture is the true. most important for long-term success. Uh, Dinge is great. Trippier is great. Uh, Arsenal's Gabriel, great. Level definitely in my team. Maybe hard to say. Okay. Uh, Wilson also writes in Rea versus Sanchez. Will Henderson be back to his Sheffield days? Um, I'll take this one. I've currently, I currently have Sanchez in my squad. Uh, I just had some concerns about Rea and, and another goalkeeper competing with him for time, and I don't exactly know what's going on there. I do agree with Jim. I think that Rea is going to be the starter, but I just wasn't sure, so that's currently the way I'm set up. Henderson, uh, back to his Sheffield days. 
Listen, he's a great goalkeeper. He's a good shot stopper. I don't know a lot of his stats and where he's at. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I think their team is going to be constantly pummeled. He's with um, Nottingham right now. Um, yes. is, isn't he just going to be absolutely pummeled constantly? Save points. He'll get so many save points. Yeah, he'll get like minus sheets. 12 plus 2. Can't yeah. wait. Uh, <laughs> Jake, you're next up. Uh, Steve writes in, Pope at Newcastle looks tasty. Um, I don't know if that's a sexual thing or if that's more. And that's why it makes sense that you're taking it on. Um, I don't know if that's that or if he actually wants to eat him. He might be a cannibal. Steve might be an actual cannibal. So there's that to deal with. Um, I think they'll have a top D this season. And if Pope uh, duplicates his Burnley days of shot stopping from distance, he could be a top three point getting keeper. He does have a wonderful uh, record, Jake, and a great history. Do you have any thoughts on Pope at Newcastle? Uh, honestly, if I don't go Rhea, I think Pope would be my keeper. And I started with him on my team. Uh, I agree. Newcastle, actually, second half of the season, uh, fourth most points in the league um, and had a lot more clean sheets. They brought in some center back. They brought in Trippier, who's healthy. I think they're going to be good. Do you have any concerns about Dubrovka, uh, who had a no. pretty decent year last year? I don't think he's as good as Pope, and they spent a decent money on Pope, so I would guess that they want him to be the starter. But he's definitely good enough to be a Premier League keeper. Any concerns? No, not, no concerns whatsoever. I just can't find the extra point five to do it right now. Fair enough. Uh, Nick, you're the last one in the lightning round. Garf writes in TA versus Rabo. Discuss. All right. Here are some things to think about between the two players. I think from an eye test perspective, I like Trent better just in, in terms of his service. And he's on free kicks. There's a He edges Rabo in terms of potentially like his opportunity to get goals. I think the other thing to think about is that Rabo and Samikas are closer in talent level where they could be more rotated. I don't know that Trent really has that competition at his position to be rotated out. So, um, you know, I think Trent is worth the the extra 0.5, but why not have both in your team, you know? Just just go and do both. Yeah, Robertson since like the end of game week 14 uh, last year and this is from Big Man Bakar. I pulled this from him. Uh, Robertson, since the uh, Game Week 14 last season, had 20 total starts. Uh, Number of matches where he failed to deliver a return, two. Uh, Number of matches where he registered either a clean sheet or an attacking return, 18, which is pretty crazy. Number of double-digit hauls, six. Uh, FPL points per game, 7.4. He had a, once he got going, he was a pretty absurd player. Um, so there's that to be considered as well. But I'm 100% with you, Nick. Like, why would you not have both Liverpool attack, attack almost exclusively through their back, their their fullbacks, right? Yeah, yeah, just go for it. Do you have any... And I think a lot of people are throwing throwing <laughs> us off the trail of Trent. I, I have a lot of doubts about the advice that's going through Twitter right now. I'm, I'm very suspicious. Like, something that we've talked about on, on previous pods is that we answer incorrectly to all those Twitter polls that are out there. Right. I right. think I think the same thing could be happening with Rabo right now, where everyone's like, "Oh, you don't have Rabo, you stupid or something," and uh, I think it's just throwing us off the trail. I think Trent is uh, the way to go, but why not both? So Rabo yeah. overperformed his XA by four, and Trent underperformed by 0.7. So that's just like great finishing from Rabo to Salah. So you could say if you know 
if he's going to continue to do that, then sure. But, I mean, XA is, like, very unreliable if you're over performing. So I think Robertson's going to regress. So that would be my argument. Yeah, my my counter to that would just be the number of crosses that Robbo was getting into the box was pretty high. Uh, and also, if you look at the heat maps, um, almost better in terms of... I mean, if, you, if you're into fullbacks that get into the box, you know, Trent doesn't get into the box as much. And part of that is because of the way he delivers service. He likes to sit kind of in the half space and, and swing balls in. Whereas Robbo likes to do a lot more damage from in the opponent's box. I don't know. I, I think there's something to be said for that too, wouldn't you say? I would definitely say yes, yes. But I think XA it's, captures like a lot of like the crosses in and everything, you know. That's fair. Yeah, I think at I the think end I, of the day, yeah. I'm going to follow Rabo into Cheers. war. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that guy's wild. He's the guy <laughs> I love watching Robertson just as a fan because of his heart. <laughs> and I, um, maybe you just choose your FPL team by how big their hearts are. I want to tell you guys this because I think everyone on the pod that listens to the podcast should know. So, uh, my wife and some friends of ours have this game that we play. So there's this couple that uh, we it's hang a weird out with. Sex thing, isn't it? Oh, it is. Uh, uh, and and there's Find the co- peanut. Yeah, <laughs> classic, <laughs> a classic game. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a cooler game than that. Uh, so there's this couple we hang out with that. Um, uh, they they the one the woman says at the end of the day, all the time. Like all, like every other sentence she says at the end of the day. So it got to the point where, uh, and we'd, we'd get together with them often and drink a mm-hmm. lot with them. I so mean, now it's a drinking game. It's yeah. a drinking game. Whenever she says at the end of the day, we all take a sip. So, uh, th- th- yeah. So, um, anytime I, th- I would hope going forward that all of you from henceforth, whenever you hear at the end of the day, take a sip. I, I can see you guys take a fucking sip. Okay, at the end of the day, you take a sip. All right, very good. Um, that's all we got. Anybody else have um, anybody else have anything they wanted to kind of discuss from defender goalkeeper perspective? Um, I think. What are your thoughts on uh, Cucurella if he goes to Man City? Rotation. I think that he's going to get rotated constantly. With Kyle, you Walker? have to have him in your team. I think Cancelo's going to go yeah. back left and right, and then Cucurella and Walker will rotate. Yeah. He's a must-own player if he goes to City. Essential. Yeah, question mark, though. Um, good point, Jim. What happens if Cancelo gets moved to the other side and then sometimes gets rotated a bit with Zinchenko? Zinchenko would be sold. I thought they're selling Zinchenko. They sell Zinchenko to Arsenal if they sign Cucurella. So it would be... Think so? I think I think Cancelo's going to be nailed no matter what. And then old-ass Kyle yeah. Walker is going to play whenever he can. That's fair. Any other uh, players that we're interested in or that we need to talk about tonight, or are we about done? Oh, we didn't do the uh, most attractive players. That's a good point. Is oh, that sex- for a later pod? So, well, Dude, wait, Cucurella's is it Sexiest hell. Defenders? Yo, that hair. Sexiest could, Defenders and Goalkeepers? Yeah, we could do it for every, like, uh, <laughs> level of player. Like, That's hottest fine. defenders and goalkeepers, like hottest okay. midfielders. Hot goalkeepers out there. I mean, Allison. Are there? I think Allison. Like, the eyes. He is beard. a yeah. He's a good looking. He's a good looking dude. You. Yeah. He's got a good beard, and he plays the guitar, and he like rides horses and and all that good stuff. Really, he does all oh, that. Yeah, shit. yeah. He's like the whole Such package. Yeah. God, okay, so Jake Allison's left. the sexiest did goalkeeper. Are we all in the same? Jake, 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 we we're talking about hot dudes, and Jake's like, I'm out. <laughs> this is getting too much for me. I <laughs> gotta take too a excited. I need to leave. 
<laughs> uh, start snapping some more so YouTube thumbnails if we keep going. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? Your your the kitten was chewing the computer, so I had to get the spray. Uh, the kitten caboodle. Yeah, so the kitten got electrocuted. <laughs> uh, it's uh, dead now, and uh, but Allison's super hot, so whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, Allison's top goalkeeper. Who's the best defender, though? That's the real question. It's a tough one. Any contenders? What do we got, guys? Yeah, we need, like, a short list. I, I should have put this together, a short list. Yeah, most seriously, attractive. Nick, you had one well, fucking what about, job. What about Alonzo? I think okay. uh, Chilwell is a good-looking guy. Chilwell's a good Come call. On. That's a good shout. Chilwell's short He's and fine. little. Come on. He's if got Chilwell, that swoopy hair, though. Listen, if Chil- Come on. Jesus All Christ! If Chilwell's men. sexy, then I'm like the hottest guy you've ever seen in your oh, life. Dude, Ma- Come on, get uh, out of here. Yeah. Maddie Cash. Okay. Maddie, Next question. Maddie Cash. Uh, oh, yeah, Maddie, Maddie Cash is a good one. Thank you, Thank you yeah, Jimmy. Thank you. That's a great <laughs> argument. For once, someone could say something useful on this fucking podcast. Jesus. Uh, all right, I think Maddie Cash. Uh, if anybody else has a hotter uh, defender, I'd love to. What about hear Ben White? He's, got, really he's got that tan. He's got that tan going. Oh, I could see that. He would definitely be on the short list. I it's think Cucurella with the, the hair. for me, that tan, though. It looks like Jake. It looks a lot like Jake. Amazing? <laughs> no, like oh, a 3 yeah. out of 10. Best case scenario. Uh, okay, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, for you, Jake. Okay, most of us are living in the 6-plus world. Okay, you're like a th- you're best case, 3. All right. What about Cresswell? Are you <laughs> thoughts, on, thoughts on Cresswell? Is that is anything there? Come on, Jim. I can't picture him. Come on. Jim, stop. Come on. Uh, stop. Come on. No, we're done. I like we're James done. Justin. His his name is just sexy. James Justin. He looks sounds like a super like a secret agent kind of. Alliteration. Yeah. The name's James Justin. Yeah, alliteration Double makes o, me horny. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> two first names too. He's got it all. <laughs> Always a I crowd pleaser. Yeah, I hope people just jump to this section of the pod only and just listen to the last. If you want rest- to skip to us talking about the hot guys, go to minute the rest 55. of it's worthless. Yeah, and and then there's gonna be the guy, the people that are out there like, I don't like that they're talking about other men like that. Like, all right, just stop. All right, like it's just we're having some fun. All right, relax. All right, we got to get out of here. Um, good pod, guys. Uh, what we'll do is in. No, uh, in roughly a week, uh, we'll talk a little bit about defenders and forwards. And then before the season starts, I think we'll kind of do like a, a general overall plus like team structure because Jake made this point earlier in the pod that regardless of, uh, you know, kind of a pod about defenders and midfielders, I do think especially this year, maybe more so than other years, because they've priced a lot of the midfielders and defenders so closely, it's going to greatly influence the structure of your team and so uh we'll get into that on the last one before the preseason kicks off but uh, a lot of fun follow us on twitter dive fpl um facebook uh, download our podcast basically anywhere itunes spotify soundcloud stitcher google play anywhere uh we're all over the place uh share the pod join the patreon we'd really appreciate the support um because you know we're sexy guys that follow sexy guys so uh let's get out of here uh i'm marco i'm jim I'm Nick. And I'm Jake. And remember, three out of ten, you should dive. It's you should dive, Jake. Yeah, I said three.
three out of ten. You should honestly die. the audacity of Jake just to <laughs> wait till the end. Anyways, like I'm the fucking man. You guys will say it first. Uh, we didn't cue that up. You know what, Always. Jake? We're done. Uh, we're out of here. It's you on brand. It's no, good. you should die. You should die. That means it's done. Okay, you bye. should die. You should die. Fucking Jake. <laughs> <laughs>